0: So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. So it's been quite a year and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, but, but, but stop the butts. What if you actually decided, hey, I'm going to do something and I'm going to do it without the whole New Year's resolutions, but you're going to open yourself up. You're going to blossom like a... Kind of like a tease of a little flower. You're going to let something out of the bag, so to speak. That's what we're talking about today on Life Uncloseted, because we're going to work together with my guest to prepare every one of you for the new year in a whole new way. We're going to unmask some things, and I'm going to invite her to bring, well, her sassy little vixen out to play with us today on Life Uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens. I am the host of the show, and I am beyond excited to have this wonderful, beautiful friend of mine that I've gotten to know over the last year on the show. Her name is Kat Licoe, and she's a little vixen, literally, and she's gonna help us like open ourselves, take off the masks, and truly authentically and unapologetically Go play in the world with confidence. So it's all your show. Now I shut the fuck up and it's you, you, you by yourself, cat. So welcome yay. to the
1: program. I'm, Thank you so much for that intro. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm so excited about this. As they can tell, this is, this is, this is one I've been real, not that I don't look forward to this. i got to be careful because I have lots of guests, but this one, first of all, we haven't seen each other in a while. So yeah, yay, so we're finally yay. doing this. And we've talked about this for a while and now here we are, it's happening. And I love what you do. I'm sure they're like, okay, what's this Vixen de And What does this have to do with uncloseting your life and all this stuff? So um yeah. And she does have a funky little accent, but just fall in love with it. I have. Every time I coached her in her in a previous program, I'm like, I'm really not paying attention to what cats say.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just that listen happens. to her accent. I'll say
1: something to somebody really profound and they'll look at me and be like, I just, I'm just listening to your accent. I'm like, Oh, so you didn't hear a word I just said. Okay. Fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, that's funny. I was coaching a client, not a speaking client the other day. And I said, something, and it's bugging the crap out of me because I said something really, really profound. And then I said, that was like an Oprah moment. I should write that down. He goes, yes, you should write that down. And I'm like,
1: what was it?
0: <laughs> what did I just say? I'm oh. like, you just heard me say it. And he's like, I don't remember, but it was really profound. I'm like, how am I? I'm like, okay, I'm 58 years old, but you know, some things can slip here. <laughs> you're not, you're the client. It was profound for your life. Why can't you remember this man? So, um, but it is interesting. I'm hoping there's some beautiful profound things. So let's start with like, oh, you just didn't come out of mama's birth canal and said, I'm Vix." Well, maybe you did. I don't no, know. Maybe it you-
1: definitely did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> I came out and cried. Okay, (laughs) I'm in the world.
0: You're in Um, the world. And you didn't just come out with a bustier on or any of that stuff. right?
1: I feel like a lot of people will see me on stage and they'll just be like, Oh my gosh, you're so confident and so vibrant and so fun. And Oh, you must've just always been like this. And it's like a hundred percent not like my, I think if you saw me as a kid and I I think I posted, I, I went home recently and found all these pictures of me as a kid. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, because I thought I'd been, I'd been fooling myself, like going on these podcasts going, this is my experience of my childhood. And I was unhappy and I was bullied and I was picked on and I was quiet and I was hiding a lot. Um, and I thought, maybe I'm just lying. Is this actually true? And I found some photographs and pictures and I was like, oh my God, it was. I found my, um, my re- New Year's resolutions from when I was 12 years old. I, and one of them was to have more confidence to stand up and speak in front of the class <laughs> and that was my new year's resolution when I was 12 years old was to have was to have more confidence and speak up more in class and I was like oh bless her
0: <laughs> oh God, bless her heart you know heart. <laughs> but look what but look what blessing her heart has gotten you you you, you kind of have well you've gone beyond that yet if you're like me, I know I've gone, I I could relate to a lot, the bullied, the being picked on, hiding my truest self, all that sort of stuff. And people say that to me, oh my gosh, it's just, I'm like, oh, you, you have no idea. It's still there. There, yeah. there are moments that it's just like, oh, it plays out big time and there's nothing I can do about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's another thing is just kind of being aware of it and not letting it eat you up. Like I'll, I'll be aware that I'm maybe being shy at like an event or something, and I'm like, well, that's OK, because I am an introvert at heart and I will be out there and I'll be um, extravagant and and sort of, you know, chatty in the life and soul of the party. It it wears me down sometimes. So I'll go, OK, cool. I'll go and I'll go in the other room and I'm going to have some some me time and I'm not going to beat myself down and be like, cat, you should be talking to everybody. Oh, this is a bad thing. Like, just because you're hot. High- well, no, my, my my truest self in this moment is that I need some some downtime and I need to just shut the door and have some private time and. Um, and then when I do need to sort of call on my inner vixen, um, you know, I, I, if I'm feeling really nervous about like a job interview or an event I'm going to, or something I'm, I'm putting myself into, I'll just be like, you know what? You're vixen de ville, Like, remember all the amazing things about yourself. Remember how confident, the moments you've been confident. Remember that the things you've, you've, remember what you've taught your clients. And I kind of talk myself through and coach myself through it. And I throw my shoulders back and take up my full height and I go, I'm mm-hmm. Vixen DeVille and I walk into the room and I stride in like I'm walking onto the ballast stage. And it really is something that I've, I've learned to do and not learned to do like it's a mask. like I'm learning to pretend to be Vixen. I'm relearning myself. I'm retraining myself to yeah. allow Vixen into rooms and that I don't have to go back to the old default setting of nervous, shy, terrified because of the consequences that will happen. And those con- consequences are all imagined They're, Oh, people are going to bully me and pick on me and they're not going to like me. And it's the inner child going, oh, no, 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 this is terrifying. And you're like, no, that's not going to happen because that was all imagined. It was all learned. It was all a past life, essentially. Um, and if people don't like you, not a terrible thing. You don't like everybody else. You're right. going to walk into a room and some people aren't going to like exactly who you are that's fine. Keep moving until you find the rest, the the rest of uh, your tribe, you know, and I think a lot
0: of us don't see that piece of just move on, just let it go. Because there's this people pleasing got to do you know, we got everything, we need people's approval and everything. And even as you were talking about, you know, working, you know, being in a room, which that I still there's like time, it depends, it's very situational, where if I walk into a social setting that I'm like, okay, we're going to this thing. So usually it's like, okay, we're going to this thing. That's the the first sign I should just not even be going. shouldn't be showing up, right? But sometimes Mm -hmm. you just can't. You just, you're you're doing something, right? But I will feel that little inner Ricky, like petrified. And I'm like, then of course, then the adult Ricky goes, shut the fuck up. Just walk (laughs) in the room and just be yourself. And if nobody talks to you, yay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, And then let if let a lot of people are talking
0: to you, then go be yourself. But then finally, in fact, we, we just at work, we had a company retreat recently and everybody, you, I mean, you've gotten to know me. Everybody kind of expects Rick to be the bold, fun energy. And we go here, which, okay. That's who I am. That's one side of who I am. That's not who I am. 24 yeah. seven. I'd be exhausted girl. <laughs> I right. couldn't carry that. Right. That's right. kind of like you and Vixen. Right. And so we're at the retreat and suddenly I'm like, okay, I I'm, I'm done. I'm sneaking up to the bedroom <laughs> yeah. and, and I wasn't, I wasn't feeling well either. They all knew that. But suddenly the next thing I hear is knock, knock, knock. Hey, we want you downstairs. I'm like, I'm done. I'm yeah. done for the night. Now I'm not feeling good either. So I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling good. So I actually have a really good excuse for this, but it's so scary at times when like oh they expect this and then okay I'm going to force myself into it but then our inner person our truest core self finally says cut
1: no absolutely. you need a break and saying no and knowing truly what you what you feel about a certain situation do you want to do this do you want to do that do you want to do that favor do you want to help that person out uh, do you want to give that person the ride to the airport um and knowing that when people can, can so I saw this meme on Facebook, I think recently, something about like, people will convince you to do something. And then when you do it begrudgingly, they'll complain at you. And you need to know that you don't want to do the thing. Um, very, very recently, um, my boyfriend's brother sent us a message saying, hey, I'm getting married in two weeks. I'm like, two weeks? That's a trauma, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um- <laughs> Him and his. Thanks for the
0: notice. Thanks for the
1: notice. Like him and his boyfriend have been living together for like (laughs) years upon years, and they just suddenly decided we're going to marry get married. I was like, oh, when's that? Thirty first of October. Great. I was like, well, I've got a gig. I'm a performer. I have a Halloween gig on the thirty first, and I said, in fact, that entire weekend, I'm going to be booked on stuff. And it's not just oh, it's a fun thing. It's like Halloween is my busiest time, and also it's my most fun time. I enjoy it and even if it's not like me taking time off work like I'll just take a few days out of the office this is like my main thing yeah
0: this is money in the bank
1: money in the bank and you know the sort of conformist what society expects of me part of me could go oh the family are going to expect me to be there and it's going to make me look bad with his parents and they're going to the family going to you know blacklist me and hate me or i could stand up for what i believe and say I'm sorry, if you really want me at your wedding, you could have given me more than two weeks notice. And you understand my lifestyle. You understand I'm a performer. You understand it's Halloween. And you might just be inviting me out of politeness. You have no idea. And I had to really sit and think, if I canceled all my gigs and went to this wedding, I'm going to be at that wedding really annoyed i'm going to be at that mm-hmm. wedding wishing i wasn't there and that's no help to anybody i'm going to bring a downer on the wedding and then have an argument with somebody and, and everyone's going to be like why is cat in a bad mood i'd rather just not be there and like they can have a great time and i can be off doing my own thing and in the end so i, I actually sort of sat with it for a couple of days and i said here's here's what i've come to this is what i believe this is how i feel and he, and my boyfriend was like, okay that's fine and then about three days later, they end up saying, oh, we're just going to do like a small like brother sisterly parent thing because, you know, someone's not going to turn up. And so they essentially canceled this big old right. wedding. I was like, see, I could have right. to my detriment, <laughs> sorted out my my situation, gone to this wedding. Really, I could have bought my flights, all the rest of it. And then they're just like, oh, it's been canceled. Yeah. Cool. So I think yeah. there's so much to be said for really knowing in your heart and be able to tap into those little voices that say i don't want to go there i don't want mm-hmm. to stay up later i don't want to go to this event right. i don't want to be the life and soul of the party today <laughs> you know
0: but it's giving ourselves permission to do that and you know i've talked mm-hmm. about this you know in the year that we've known each other this like permission thing is huge yeah because there's this okay i'm going to give myself permission to stand up for myself which is a big step a lot of times and then like i'm also going to give myself permission to draw boundaries with people yeah which is really about letting the inner self out. I mean, whether you want to call it the inner vixen or whatever you want to do, it's about letting that person out. It's uncloseting yourself to be in your truth. And I was working with a student the other day and we were going round and round about, you know, a direction she's going with her brand, which I love it. She's like, well, I kind of see it like, you know, your core self, your best self, and then your authentic self. And I kind of like that thing because it's like the core self is how you come into the world. Mm -hmm. But as you start to grow and you figure things out, you work on your best self, which really probably, if it's done right, takes you to your most authentic self. Mm -hmm. And it was just really interesting to play with that concept. Now we've changed, she's changed things again, but I I, and it's still kind of in that same kind of circle, so to speak. But it really got me thinking about how often... We think our best self is the best self, but yet, how much is that grounded in what everybody else says? Well, this is what best looks like.
1: Yeah, because when you say best self, I I immediately went to on your best behavior, right? Like the, the version of yourself that you show to like your grandma yeah. and you know on on a first date with strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's 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 your your best self, your your. your on your best behavior, isn't necessarily your best self. <laughs>
0: right? And so that's the conversation we got into is like, well, is it your best self or is it your authentic self is what leads you to your best self? And so we got into this, like, and we're still playing with it, but it is interesting because behind the mask is really your best self and your authentic self. Yeah. But why don't you let that come forward? Yeah. What and are you, it's, what's it's the story though?
1: It's a hundred percent for fear because of the judgment and because of the consequences and I I wrote this article a few years ago now saying uh that I sent to my mailing list about why I exposed myself to my grandma (laughs) or why I revealed myself to my grandma and it was at a time when I hadn't really spoken to my aunt or my grandma for a long time my aunt is Methodist minister um is a Methodist minister and my grandma is what I would have considered to be very sort of conservative and I had told them about burlesque and, and what I did, but not like fully gone into it. And because I'd moved country and everything else, um, it had become very much surface level conversation. And whenever we had any family gathering, it was like, "Hmm, how's the chicken? Ooh, it's tender. Hmm, mm. oh, this wine's nice." And th- there was never any conversation of anything more than that. And it right. just felt like, oh, like, how am I? Be- how are these my family? My closest family. My family's very small. And yet this conversation is not going any further than just how is the wine tasting? And so <clears throat> I hadn't spoken to them for a while and my aunt reached out and said, hey, I'm wondering how you're doing. I thought, well, how am I doing? There's a lot been going on, you know? And i just done this podcast and that had been released. And I said, well, actually, if you wanna know how I'm doing, listen to this podcast. I'm, I, I talk about, about what I'm up to and, and, you know, rather than me having a, a three hour conversation <laughs> right. from country to country. <laughs> So she, I sent it to her, and I thought, "Oh my god, what have I done?" Because it was full of a lot of home truths, and a lot of right, swearing, right. and a lot of like you like having an opinion. And I suddenly bit my tongue and went, "Oh my god, they're gonna listen." But then it came back and she's like, oh, my God, Kat, your podcast was fabulous. I had no idea that you were doing this and this and this. And it's a bit like when I talk to my congregation in the church. And when you talk to your students, it's a similar kind of, you know, having your flock. And and then and then she sent me another article that was about people coloring in their stretch marks with glitter as like body art. Mm. And she said, I thought this would be really suitable to your body confidence stuff. And it just made me think of you. And, and it opened up this whole conversation that never would have happened, right. and if I hadn't had the courage to be like, here is all of my dirty laundry in front of you, and everything I am, my warts and all, me swearing, me being blah, right. um, that I thought you wouldn't approve of because of misconception and and, and the assumptions, you know, we wouldn't have broken down that barrier of mm, how tender is the chicken and how nice is the wine, and so that's I think that the yeah we we don't reveal ourselves like that because of the fear. But if you don't take that risk, what are we missing out on? We're missing out on those connections and that, you know, honest conversations. And yeah. I, I saw a whole side of her that I've never seen before,
0: but you didn't get to see that before because of something we all do, yeah. which is this interesting thing, even as we're talking about, you know, revealing your mask or coming out of your closet or whatever it is. <clears throat> we assume.
1: Yeah. We, the, the assumption, that's the, word the assumption
0: as well. is yeah. huge. Now, Granted, all of us have some assumptions that are spot freaking on. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't like gay people, no matter what. So you can say that, but until you realize that if you don't put it out there, you're never going to see the real them either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was so amazed by my journey, the people who I thought going to just embrace me and be and some of them were the ones that like completely walked away. Wow. And others that I'm like, I don't know how well this is going to go. And suddenly they're like, I'm so happy for you. I, <laughs> I knew you were gay. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you <laughs> are okay with this? I'm kind of shocked about this yeah. stuff, you know? And I think it is that interesting space where we let those assumptions create the stories that then write the entire script. Yeah. Sometimes they're spot on. But if we don't make room for not making the assumption or not letting our little gremlin boys get going, Mm -hmm. if there's no room for that, then we learn something so much more amazing.
1: Yeah. And isn't it better to have like those people who didn't accept it? Yep. I don't know if they're still in your life, but isn't it great? Most of them aren't. No. Isn't it great to now know and to clear them out of your life and make space for people who do? Because rather than having a, a, that mediocre relationship with a spectrum of people some of which if they knew the real you would or wouldn't like you well i've got this mediocre ish version with like 50 people i'd rather trade that in for yes. a fabulous relationship with 20 and no relationship with 30 of them
0: yep i i live by that rule a lot and i'm the first to say i don't have a ton of friends i'm just putting it out there yeah now define a ton of friends i mean i know a lot of people but <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends that I'm like, Hey, let's get together. Let's do this. Now I have a lot of friends that are distant friends that I've met at different things and we've stayed friendships have grown and we touch base and all this, but we don't see each other. It's not like, yes, kind of like you. (laughs) I know we only live a couple hours away from each other, but you know, it's like, Hey, if we are ever in the same place, I would definitely reach out. Right. Yeah. But those like friendships that are like, Oh, it's good while we're here. And then I'm always doing all the work. I don't have time for that.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't, yeah. I, I don't make room for that any long. And some people would hear that and go, well, you're kind of a jerk. No, I'm actually taking care of me mm-hmm. because I'd rather invest, as you said, quality time with 20 people than mediocre time with a hundred.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it just, and that's a big thing for a lot of people to realize that's where a lot of your confidence gets shattered. You're trying to be too much of something you're not for a lot of people yeah. instead of being who you really are for that 20 people. And so many people in that group of 20 in my perspective are the ones who really give a damn.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And they they're accept the you just as be. you are. Yeah. They're the ones who are going to be there when the shit hits the fan and everything goes crazy. And you end up homeless or your company fails or you're, you know, you need, you need that right to the hospital or you need to borrow that 20 bucks or whatever it is. They're the people who will, will be with you and for you and supporting you. And the other people are just kind of like, oh, sorry, I couldn't make it. Yeah. They're, I guess they're just like friend collectors, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's a number, it's a numbers game rather than a, a quality game. Right. And I, I do say I collect people, but I don't mean that in like collecting numbers. I like to collect people in that when I find a really good egg, I love to like introduce them to all my other really, really good eggs and get this tight knit community of like these beautiful, fabulous, like like like-minded people. And I love introducing them to each other because they've gone through this filter of do you, do you appreciate, do you like, can you put up with everything that is (laughs) needed? Exactly. (laughs)
0: The last part you, is usually really true. Like, can you, you put, put up, up with all, with
1: all the Absolutely. other stuff that is me? Yeah. Well, then if you can put up with me, then let me introduce you to the other people who put up with me as well. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> but it's a it's a beautiful journey too. And then what I know, and this is part of the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, that this like inner vixen burlesque thing and being that part of who you are and coming out of the closet, it's really truly how people will accept who you are. That's just a piece of it, you know, and I'm sure you've gone through some of it where people are like, that's what you do. Hmm. I don't know. That's a little <laughs> bit much. And I'm like, okay, so that's what she does. So what more power to her, Yeah. which always leads me to the space. And I think I'm going to be interested to see if it's similar for you the people who have the most problem with you being a burlesque performer are also probably the people who are most jealous that anybody else gets to do their life the way they like to do it. And they wish they could.
1: Absolutely. I get the most, I don't, I haven't really, either I don't get it or I don't put attention on it. I was, I don't get that much like hate from that kind of thing or that much naysaying. Um, But the people who do, are standing in the sidelines thinking i wish i could be that free and not even necessarily i want to do burlesque but they're like i wish i could you know sort of give my kids to someone to look after for three days and go off and do some crazy stuff i wish i could move town i wish i could uh you know start a new course i wish i could go skydiving i wish i could do the thing i wish i could do the thing that i'm terrified of doing um and and you're you're going off and, and living your life, not caring and, and doing the thing. And, which is uh, such an interesting assumption, which <laughs> yeah. is always the interesting
0: assumption that, that um, I wish I could do that. And here you be that free and do that. It's like, there's no, it's, it's, it's easy to be free. I'm not going to say it doesn't come sometimes with some hard work to be free, but it's always interesting when I hear everything you just said, I hear that a lot in my world of people coming out and being gay and everything. But that wishing they could be that free is not on you or I. Mm. It's on them, because they're tied into some story that says, "Don't let this, don't take this mask off. Don't let people really see." Gosh, if I really wanted to be that free, I wouldn't, you know. Oh, what's the show? Um, oh, it's one that's just <laughs> been out on Netflix, I believe. I'll have to think about it while we're talking. But it basically follows this gal who is very free and very sexual. I think it's sex something. And it talks, it shows her life. Now she's married to this guy who's a great guy. He's like a stockbroker and everything. But then the wild Australian guy (laughs) keeps cropping up in her life. And it's interesting to watch the masks and the freedom. I'm not going to talk a lot about it because if somebody hasn't watched that show, it's really good. It's really good because um, it takes you on that journey of what her being so free in herself when she met him. Yeah. And then through some twists and turns, they, they split and went away and then he shows up back in her life. And it's just an interesting, not even metaphor. It's like a really good story of like, what happens when the real you starts to be revealed and shows up in that way that people just don't know what to do with it
1: yeah
0: it's very interesting yeah. i think it's called sex life yes it is it is oh, okay. and there's there's a there's a good there's a, there's a good scene with the man in there that's <laughs> just go google sex life
1: is that just the man parts? And, you know.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, we find out it was a prosthetic anyway, but you know. Oh, hey.
1: damn it. So, that, well,
0: that has not yet been confirmed personally. So,
1: <laughs> I will
0: be glad to like confirm that for everybody and figure it out. But it is, I loved this show because I didn't feel like it was super contrived. It's like really digging in deep to that. What happens when the authentic you really shows up? Yeah. And and the very last the very last show is really like it just pounds <laughs> that one home. I'm like, okay, there's the real her right there. it's, so. it's
1: really interesting because I did a lot of Meisner training. Um uh-huh. you had an active background, right? You,
0: you somewhat, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been in musicals and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the sort of main uh through line of that is that there's these three emotions, mad, sad, or glad. And at some point in our life, we've been told that we can't access it because. Either, you know, you can't be angry because it's going to offend your mother or, you, you know, you can't be happy and celebrate yourself because it's, you know, you're going to make your brother jealous or you can't celebrate the fact you got an A grade because your brother failed and it's just, it's being too arrogant and you can't be sad because it shows weakness, you know, buck up, you can't, be, you, you can't cry, you know, real men don't cry. Um, and so you go into this, this class and the teachers can see when you're holding back uh, an emotion and you're sort of denying it or quashing it down, which then causes causes frustration. And mine was um, a, a sadness and a weakness because I'd had, you know, uh, my dad had died when I was like four and a half years old, and it was me sort of trying to put on a brave face. And then when I was twenty, I was sort of running companies and trying to be like, I'm I'm the adult in the room, and I can't show I don't know how my shit together because you're not going to hire me. And uh, I've been producing theater rather than being in theater, and. I remember repeating with this guy when you repeat back what said to you. And I was sort of, he was like, you're crying. And I was like, yeah, I'm crying. He goes, it's okay to cry. And I sort of got angry with him. He goes, uh, he says, repeat. I said, it's okay to cry. He goes, it's okay to cry. And I got really angry. He goes, kept way of getting angry. I said, because he's telling me not to cry. He's saying it's bad to cry. He goes, what did he say? He said, it's okay to cry. Listen to the words, stop interpreting them as something else. Somebody's told you at some point, you're not allowed to cry. You're not allowed to show weakness. You're not allowed to show it. And it was really interesting that um, as people would, like, you would get to so your crying and falling on the floor, you'd get to your angry and shouting at the other person. And I had a lot of anger in me as well that I had held back because I know when I got angry with my brother, we'd fight like crazy. Right. Um, and they're like, you know, oh, like cat you can let out this is a safe space like what's going to happen and i'd be like well he's going to fight back at me he goes but he can't because we're in acting class so you can shout you, this is an actor in front of you you can shout at this person as much as you want Nothing's right. going to happen and in that room people would cry they would laugh they would get giddy with excitement they would be shouting and, and like you thought it was going to kill somebody and then at the end of it they go now, how do you feel? you be like, I feel fucking great, man. Right. I feel alive. Well, yeah, I'm because just you gonna... just
0: you just became free. You let yeah. it all go.
1: And you realize it... that if you are like that, it, bad things don't happen all the time. I mean, yeah, if you're going to kill someone, you'll get arrested. But, you know, it's like you, you're you allowed to show your anger at somebody. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the other human being is going to go, wow, you're angry. Okay, let's, let's talk about that.
0: But when you think about those three emotions, and, I, and it's interesting... <laughs> it's so interesting that you brought this up because I use this in my coming out coaching a lot. Mm. But when you think about those three emotions and you think about, Oh, if we do anything in life, Oh, is it going to make me feel sad? It's going to make me mad. Or is it going to make me feel glad? There's always some little voice in our heads. Like, Oh no, you can't do that with this. Or no, you can't do that. The little voices of course are all the conditioning that we've Mm. been you know, raised in, you know, let's just be honest, we're all fucked up. So let's just go there. Right. <laughs> but it's such a, a powerful thing to let somebody go experience that. So mm-hmm. it's probably been, I don't know. I mean, I use it with almost every one of my clients in some way, shape or form, but it was probably about three years ago, I was working with a guy coming out of the closet. <clears throat> Very like I, I don't know that I'm even going to be able to pull him out of the closet, but I'm like, okay. Cause there's a there was a lot of <laughs> deep seated, like you can't be this, you're going to go to hell. Da, 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 oh, da, you're, you're, you're going to be, you're feminine if you're gay. And you know, all this stuff was just, the messages were just like raining down. So I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to play for the next session or two in some spaces. And I brought up the Mad side, glad exercise. And I said, I want you to be mad right now. I want you to truly be mad because you're gay. And he goes, oh, I can't do that. Uh like, okay, well, then I want you to be sad because you're gay. He goes, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm like, okay, well, let's go for the third one. (laughs) I said, I want you to be really glad and happy that I can't do that. Uh, And I was like, okay, we are really, really stuck here. And so then in that moment, I like, you know, tap dancing as a coach, I'm like, okay, I walked myself into this fucking mess. I better get us out of here. Right. And I said, okay, so let's go through this again. I said, name one person who's told you can't be mad about being gay. And he listed off a name. I said, okay. And who's somebody that's told you, you can't be sad because you're gay. You just need to bucket up and you know, and he, he I said, and, and who's somebody that says, if you're glad that you're gay, you, you can't do that. So what I was doing was the reverse psychology because I'm trying to go, who's told you you can't be sad and who's told you, you can't be mad and who's told you, you can't be glad. Because as somebody coming out of the closet and even anybody who's going through anything, there's going to be a part of you that wants to be mad about it because you're, we're going to be frustrated about this. But then we're also going to be sad. But that doesn't mean you stay in those emotions, but then there's going to be the glad part. But somebody somewhere in your life, regardless of the situation, has told you, you can't be mad, you can't be sad, you can't be glad. And whoever has said that and really had the impact on you in that, it's probably the voice that is keeping you from being able to say, I'm going to go be a burlesque vixen on stage. Oh, (laughs) that makes me really sad. Yeah. Oh, you can't do that. That would be so embarrassing. And uh, well, the, whoever that voice is, that's the person who's mad that you're doing it. Yeah. And oh, glad. Well, don't be too happy about that. Go do that. You. It's just interesting when you take those three emotions and you can play with it in these ways. How much you can start to move people forward.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I, I have a lot of people apologizing in my class, or or ch- I, I would I would have someone um someone was playing this like cat character in uh, in the burlesque act. And uh, she just kept stopping and starting and stopping and starting. I was like, what's going on? She went, what's not good. I said, I'm the outdoor eye. You should be in it. You shouldn't be thinking anything other than little cat thoughts. What yeah. is the cat thinking right now? Oh, where's my mouse? Oh, I want some cheese. Mm, my paw's dirty. I need to lick my paw. I said, could you just run off all the thoughts that are in your head of the cat right now? And she went, Oh, that guy's a very cute. Maybe if I lick my paw, he'll like me. Ooh, like, oh, 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 my little. I was like, right, stay in those thoughts. The cat doesn't care if it's good or bad. They don't know, right. they don't know that they're doing a bulasque act. They just want mm-hmm. to think the little cat thoughts. Yes. So any other thought in your head right now, you're gonna tell it to fuck off. I said, I said, who's told? I said, surely yeah, but it's not be, it's not gonna be good. I said, there's no good or bad right now. We're just mm-hmm. being, you're just being it. You're just being the cat. And I, later on, I can tell you what's effective or not. We're not going good or bad. Right. I said, who's told you in your life that you need to be perfect? She went, oh, where's the list? Yeah. I was like, yeah, exactly. exactly. I said, give me one name of somebody who's who's told you to be perfect or that you're not perfect. And she went, oh, I, I can think of the name. I said, well, you have to tell me his name. Just make up a name. She went, it's Tom. I was like, okay, great. I said, every time you start checking yourself, I want you to go fuck off, Tom. Fuck mm-hmm. off, Tom! I'm perfect just as I am. And so, in the middle of the act, she's like doing it. She's like, "Oh, it's not." I was like, "What's happening?" She went, "It's just not." I said, "Tell Tom to fuck off. Tell him to fuck off right now. Tell him, mm-hmm. to fuck off. You're perfect." And, so, and she really was like, "I just." And it just was so interesting how many times it kept coming up that she has been told that she's not perfect, perfect. and that perfect is required. Yep. Perfect is not. How is perfect required? Yeah, it's it's really um, stopping ourselves from experiencing things just because somebody else in our head is there going nope you're not allowed to do that nope that's not a good idea that's too risky that's too bad that's that's not a good investment that's not a good way to spend a way to spend your time or your money and we listen and we buy
0: into it it that story reminded me of one of my past, past clients, like early on when I was, I was still like, I was still in diapers as a coach. I'm like, I don't know (laughs) what the fuck I'm doing, but I think I'm doing okay. (laughs) And I was starting to get really ballsy and like, okay, I I need to let my true self come out of my coaching sessions because I'm playing by the book right now. And you know, I know I got to like find my way in. So I had a guy who was very struggling with like being gay not like he thought he was you know, there was something wrong just trying to like wrap his arms around it and so we're in this conversation about like you know well what will people think and and I'm like why do you care what people think he goes well you know the religion and all that I'm like okay I get that we'll break through that that's not going to tell god to fuck off because that wouldn't be nice but we'll we'll find where god <laughs> plays with us in our gay sandbox right yeah. and he said i'm just it, i just really struggle because you know, being gay, you got to be this way. I'm like, what does that mean? Explain to me, please. He goes, well, you know, gay men, they're, you know, they're, they're kind of feminine. I'm like, I'm gay. I don't think I'm super fem, but th- tell me if I'm wrong here. He goes, Paul, no, but you're different. I'm like, oh, honey, you don't know how different I really am. You know. So I finally like said, okay, so let's just just let's just try something right now. I said. I just want you to like be fully in who you think you are gay. Like whatever that feels like for you, just be it. Said, are you there? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm like, okay. So I'm one of those people that you feel like has to say something about you being gay. And I want you to be fully your gay self, your gay self, not with the gay community, not with the latest guy you hooked up with, not just your gay self. What would you tell that person that says, Oh you can't be gay. He got really quiet. And he says, well, let me just tell you. And he suddenly it's like, I hear this like really like masculine voice. Well, let me just tell you something. I've been looking at Dick since I was three years old. It still turns me on. It will always turn me on. And I just want to lick Dick and I want to be with a guy and I want to make a life with the guy. So you have a problem with that? I was like,
1: yes yeah
0: oh my goodness <laughs> because I had to help him get to that space like I want you to just he goes that felt really weird I'm like why does it feel weird he goes because I was pretty butch and masculine I said you're a butch and masculine mm. guy you just happen to like dick man
1: yeah
0: that's the way it why is. have to
1: be why does it have to be two and two yeah right, right. and 100% with, with, with burlesque and like People are like, oh, I'm, I'm interested in burlesque, but I don't want to I don't, wanna, I don't wanna have to get my tits out I'm like you don't have to burlesque burlesque is, is, is theatrical production. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's an art form and there is no rules that you have to go down to pasties. Or you have to show your ass. Right. You have to go down. I, I worked in burlesque five years before I went down to pasties and before I went down to a thong because I was not comfortable with it. And I still had the voice in my head saying your boobs are not big enough and your ass is too massive and stretch marky and, and, and disgusting. Who yep. wants to see that? So I hit it. And I okay. hit it and hit it and hit it until I thought, oh God, I'm not hiding this because I'm shy of how I look. I'm hiding this because I don't want to be judged. And who I'm, well, I'm not going to be judged because everyone's got a different standard. There's some people in the audience who will, I could drop down to a size zero and people think I was too fat, but <laughs> I could, I could blow up to whatever. And people think, yeah, you're, you're beautiful. It, everyone's got their own side, own sta- own standards yep. and uh, re- requirements. And mm-hmm. it's the, it's the confidently going, well, this is what mine look like. And yep. I don't give a shit. And these ones are stretch marky and I don't give a shit, but yay. Like that's the confidence. That's the sexy. But
0: I think that's, I'm
1: doing this for you, you know, but
0: that's the piece that becomes our most authentic self. Mm -hmm. When we just say, this is, this is me. This is who I am. And I feel like that's like, it's almost like we've come full circle to like, that's what this is all about. Whether you're ripping the mask off and saying, I'm letting my inner Vixen out. I'm showing up on burlesque stage being me or I'm saying I'm coming out of the closet for whatever reason, you're coming out of the closet. I don't care if you're gay or lesbian, or I want to leave my job and I want to move across countries and become a burlesque performer, whatever it is, it's that beautiful reveal when you finally say I'm doing this because I'm no longer afraid of being judged.
1: There's so many parts of your life where you are revealing the true you in that um you say to your parents you know what I don't want to go to college I want to yes. follow this vocation or you know what I don't want to have kids or you know what I've uh- I, I've had actor friends who are embarrassed to tell me that they want to give up acting because they've been told so much by acting coaches, you need to put this and you should never give up and you should never quit and blah, 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 blah. And they've gone, you know what? I just don't like doing it anymore. But if I if I say I'm giving up being an actor, all my actor friends are gonna go, well, you just didn't try hard enough, blah, 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 blah. Mate, if it's not making you happy, don't do it. Go and, yep. go and do your whatever it is that you want to go do. Go and start a farm or get your realtor's license. Do the thing that makes you happy. And pe- people reveal their truths to people so, oh, tr- don't reveal their truth to people so much. And uh, uh, fe- feeling bad about, oh, I'm, I'm in therapy or whatever it is they're doing. I hid so long. Um, I told you, I bought this, um, this house in the desert. Right. And I hid that for so long because I sort of didn't want people to think, oh, cat has got some money. Cats has got ooh, some, something good. You know, I, I even talked to a friend of mine and we, cause I was like, I don't know what, I, I'm really curious as to where, if, cause I went out and filmed something there and someone on the call uh, of the virtual show was like, oh, where, where are you? are you? Are you at like an Airbnb or something? I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm just near Joshua Tree. And I didn't say it was my place. I just alluded, cause part of me was like, Oh, if this audience member thinks I've got so much money that I live, at, I I can afford, you know, vacation property in the desert, they're not going to tip me. Right. And my friend was like, "Have you ever occur- has it ever occurred to you, cat, that your students will look up to you? Like, oh, she's obviously so successful, she knows what she's talking about, that she can yeah. afford this, rather than oh, she's taking all my money and wasting it on a desert house." Um, and don't you think that the audience are tipping you because they value your work and your work was so good? They're not they're not tipping you out of pity. And I was like, yeah, I'm still thinking of like, you know, when I was sort of go-go dancing and people would hand you a 50 and be like, come on, darling, I'll save you from this right. terrible lifestyle <laughs> that you have, you know? Um, and I was like, yeah, they're not tipping me because they pity me and they think I need the money. They're tipping me because the act was good. Like- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I hid that for so long. I was like, wow, here I am going to live authentically and I'm lying that I own property. <laughs>
0: I love that you brought that up as we wrap up here, because you just gave me a brilliant idea (laughs) of what if this whole revealing your inner vixen is the best tip you can ever give yourself.
1: Yeah, yes. (laughs) It's the
0: best tip coming out of the closet is the best tip you'll ever get paid. Yeah. Being who truly who you are is the best. I, there's no amount of money. Well, maybe
1: <laughs> there's
0: maybe a lot. Of, I mean, I did my own little that's version of all. stripping many years ago and I'm like, <laughs> Hey, there's nothing like a good 50 or hundred going into the jockstrap. That's like, well worth like, okay. Yeah. You don't touch much further, but yeah. Thank you for putting that there. But um, there is something really beautiful about the best tip you can pay yourself is to go truly be yourself. Yeah. Oh, rip the i the mask
1: just, off. I just want to say on that note, I had so I have a, a student who's um, kind of kind of a drag, but like still keeps the beard on. Like I don't know what mm-hmm. that version yep, of drag yep. is. And uh, he, he he called me up and was like, "I need to hire you for uh, to put my act together." He goes. I've been kind of wanting to do this for a long time. I can't remember the story 100% where I think his, his ex didn't appreciate it or there was he, he'd been around burlesque, but not in burlesque. Right. He says, but the other day I went to this open mic night and there was all these people on the stage and they pulled me up on stage and it was like a competition of like who can take their shirt off. And he goes, I just took my shirt off and danced around. And I've always been like, oh, my body's not good and this and this and this. But I took my shirt off and someone put a dollar bill in my pants. And I was like, oh my God, they're tipping me for just being me. Who I am is yes. worth a dollar bill. Like someone will give me money for just being me. And I was like, yes, that's it, absolutely. And it's not the amount of money or the transaction. It's the, it's the fact that someone wanted to give you something because they appreciated watching what? you in their yeah. element, in your state of glory. And I was like, you've nailed that on the head 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. I
0: love, I love that story because- and you and I could go on and on here because you keep doling something <laughs> out. And I'm like, but what I love about that story is it really brings home removing your mask and then letting your inner Vixen out or coming out of your closet. It isn't the fact of doing that. It's how that makes you feel. Because that's yeah. all we're striving for. Yeah. We're all exp- We're all striving for a new feeling, a new experience. Yeah. And no matter how it is, whether, and, and Kat and I met because she was part of a, the coaching program that I do for speakers and it isn't so much the speaking, yeah. it's how the speaking makes you feel. It's how yeah. seeing, even if it's only one person in the audience, like you're, you, you perform, you get it. It's like, even if just one person like goes, right. it was worth it. Yeah. That, I don't care if everybody else hated what I did. It's that one thing. And, and I wish everybody could have, I mean, even as I'm saying this, like I'm, I'm feeling goosebumps, like, just remembering when I, even though it was painful, I mean, it was really painful to finally come out. But right on the flip side of that was I'm free. Yeah. I am truly being me. And I think this is what this lovely little union that you and I just created today. <laughs> it's about being free and being you. Yeah.
1: Whether you do that it through. feeling of it. Yeah. Yeah. Having that, enjoying that feeling of it. And then seeing other people, knowing that you being that free gives them the permission and the courage to also be free so you've even if you're like oh i'm scared of 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 revealing myself or taking off my mask because of what's going to happen think of all the other people you are going to set free from the matrix (laughs) once you set yourself free once you start Mm -hmm. showing look it's possible for me to live freely then everyone else is going to go wow you have the confidence to take your mask off i'll take my mask off too and it's like we're we're all helping each other to unplug each other you know
0: and no no (laughs) no weird like metaphor (laughs) intended going into 2022 but maybe we're all going to get to take our masks off finally
1: right like exactly but even
0: if we don't get to take your mask off metaphorically of who you want to be because it's never too late i mean if if nothing else over the last year and a half two almost going almost to two years going into 2022 if you just learn to take your mask off in the right way for the right reasons, you fully reveal the most beautiful aspects of yourself. So, all right, Vixen. I love this conversation. Love I love it. Uh, Let's have I, more hours. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like okay, this is the extended version, and we are <laughs> going. We are going to New Year's Eve. Except, Vixen Deville probably has New Year's Eve things she does too, so she won't be able to join us. But um, love this conversation, Cat. Love you desperately. Just thanks for what you do and how you help people. Her websites are on everything we're going to be putting out there vixen deville her personal website as an actor we got her instagram linkedins everything and thank you for challenging everybody as we go in i can't believe 2022 that's kind of crazy like
1: futuristic it's it's
0: it's very futuristic i'm like shit that means i'm one year closer to being 60 but hey I'm cool with that. Embrace uh, it.
1: Reveal the mask it. Yeah, (laughs) Exactly.
0: So, but thank you again for being here and sharing your wisdom and everything. And let's hope somebody like jumps on this and like reveals their masks and takes them off this year and be truly who they are. Thanks again, my sweet. Appreciate you. you. I love
1: being here. Hugs and love.
0: (laughs) Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us